0: Hello, I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and welcome to Episode 8 of my Train Your Mind for Athletic Success podcast. Beginning our exploration of the obstacles that can prevent you from achieving your athletic goals, the topic of today's podcast is overinvestment. Overinvestment in your sport is the foundation of all of the obstacles that I discuss in this series of podcasts. Overinvestment occurs when too much of your self-identity is comprised of your investment in your sport. Self-identity refers to how you perceive yourself and the different roles you play in your life. For example, different aspects of a self-identity can include athlete, student, friend, son or daughter, sister brother, and many others. You can think of self-identity as a pie consisting of different sized pieces that are the components of your self-identity. The number of pieces of pie that comprise your self-identity and how important each of those slices is determines the degree of your investment. Overinvestment occurs, in this case, when sports become too large a piece of your self-identity pie, and you have very few other pieces. This overinvestment becomes harmful when your sport identity plays too large a role in how you feel about yourself and threats to that part of your self-identity in the form of mistakes, setbacks, and failure are truly unsettling to you as expressed in doubt, worry, and anxiety. One very good gauge of the degree of investment you have in your sport is your emotional reactions on the day of a competition. Consider what you think and how you feel before a competition. Are you negative, uncertain, worried? Do you feel stress, anxiety, or fear? Are you sweating? Is your heart pounding? Do you feel short of breath and are your muscles tight and shaky? Do you feel as if you wanna flee the event right away? Now, consider how you feel after a competition. In the unlikely event that you have a good performance with those reactions before a competition, Do you feel excited or relieved? Probably the latter because you're relieved to have avoided the assault on your self-identity that comes with failure. If you perform poorly, do you feel devastated as if your self-identity has been attacked? All these red flags are caused by a perceived threat to your self-identity and the cause of that threat reaction is an overinvestment in your sport. One of the most dangerous words in sports is a simple three-letter word. T-O-O. Two. Doing anything too is not a good thing. When your self-identity is overly invested in your sport, you enter what I call the two zone. Of course, you want to care about your sports participation, but you don't want to care too much. You want your sports to be important to you, otherwise why do it, but you don't want it to be too important. You want to try hard in your efforts, but you don't want to try too hard. The two zone is a direct result of the five obstacles I'm discussing in this series of podcasts, including overinvestment, perfectionism, your failure, expectations, and negativity. It also arises due to a preoccupation with the results and self-imposed pressure as well as pressure from others. When you enter the two zone your sports involvement is too big a place in your self-identity and as a result shifts from a challenge attitude to a threat attitude, the threat being of course failure. Your reactions when you're in the two zone are not surprisingly neither pleasant nor helpful. Your sport stops being fun You've taken it way too seriously to ensure you protect yourself from the threat of failure. You overthink in an attempt to feel more in control and reduce the feelings of threat. Your confidence and motivation deteriorate because you don't believe that you can overcome the threat ahead of you. You become physically tense and anxious as your body tries to prepare for the threat. An unknown quote. Overthinking is just one painful reminder that you care way too much, even when you shouldn't. When you're overly invested in your sport, you turn your participation into a life or death encounter. Consider this somewhat disturbing scenario. Imagine you're about to begin a competition, and a man approaches you and tells you that if you don't win, he'll be thereafter to kill you. How will you feel? Well, terrified, of course. And how will you perform? Well, in all likelihood, pretty darn poorly, because you'll be incredibly scared. Now, of course, there's no one waiting at the end of a competition who's going to kill you physically. But if you're overly invested in your sport, there is somebody there who may kill another part of you, namely your self-identity, and by extension, your self-esteem and your athletic hopes, dreams, and goals. That person most often is either your parents or you. As Bill Shankly, a Scottish soccer player and manager, humorously noted, some people think football, that is soccer, is a matter of life and death. I can assure them that it is much more serious than that. The most direct way to reduce your overinvestment in your sport is to alter the composition of your self-identity. You can do this in two ways. First, you can recognize other important areas of your self-identity that you may not pay much attention to, for example, family member or student, and gain appreciation for their role in your life. In doing so, you're able to gain greater validation from those aspects of your self-identity. Second, you can also actively create new sources of self-identity by seeking out new roles in your life. For example, take up a new hobby, pursue something you've been interested in for a while, or give back to your community. However you develop a more balanced self-identity, you shrink the size of the pie that your sport assumes, and as a result, lessen the impact that your sport has on your self-identity. Sports can still play a huge role in your life, but it won't thoroughly dominate how you feel about yourself. No, un quote. you can't do a good job if your job is all you do. There's no doubt that when you care deeply about a sport and you invest time, effort, and energy into being the best you can be, it can turn into overinvestment. You can enter the two-zone, and sports can definitely feel like life or death. Your quote-unquote survival as an athlete depends upon your continuing to improve, get better results, and climb the competitive ladder. So if you perform well, you continue to quote-unquote live as an athlete. If you perform poorly, you quote-unquote die as an athlete. But the reality is that sports are not life or death. Regardless of whether you win or lose, achieve your athletic goals or not, you will survive. Of course, you will be disappointed. You'll be sad and hurt and angry and frustrated, and you will think that your life is over for you. But it isn't. In time, you'll get over it because you will realize that no matter what happens, you will be okay. You'll continue on with your life, perhaps go to or finish school, find a career, maybe get married and have children. You'll look back on your sports involvement with fondness and pride, remembering the fun you had the successes and the failures you had, and the many life lessons you learned that prepared you to pursue new dreams in other parts of your life. If you can truly accept this reality deep down, you will have a game-changing epiphany. You'll let go of your overinvestment and be liberated from fear and able to pursue your athletic goals with vigor and without hesitation. As you approach competitions, you'll feel more motivated, confident, relaxed, and focused. You'll actually be excited rather than afraid of competing. You'll also feel prepared physically, emotionally, and mentally. And with your reasonable amount of investment in your sport, you'll set yourself up to succeed, and in doing so, have a better chance of achieving the goals you set for yourself. Another unknown quote, sometimes we have to let go of what's killing us, even if it's killing us to let go. I want to begin this final suggestion that has such an irreverent and unspeakable title by apologizing for it. I'm not one to use profanity frequently, and in many instances, it can certainly distract from the message you're trying to send, or simply sends the wrong message. At the same time, there are times when gosh darn it or drat just doesn't do justice to what you're feeling. In these cases, some well-placed profanity can, in my view, best express the intensity of what you're feeling and communicate with prism-life clarity what you're trying to say. I'm talking about the F attitude. I'm sure you know what the F represents. Let me start by describing what the effort attitude is not this attitude doesn't mean not caring about yourself, other people, your sport, or your life. It doesn't mean not trying your best or giving up. It by no means suggests that you should surrender in any way to the seeming uncontrollability or serendipity of life. And the effort attitude definitely doesn't mean bailing out on your sport or yourself. To the contrary, the effort attitude actually enables you to engage more deeply in your sport. It liberates you to do so because at the heart of the effort attitude is being able to let go of overinvestment in your sport and the bad consequences that you believe your sport will cause you to experience. In other words, it means not caring too much about your successes and your failures, your emotional highs and lows. The effort attitude involves being absorbed in the experience of your sport and being able to accept and grow from whatever your sport presents to you. With the effort attitude, you give up expectations, both internal and external, self-imposed and outside pressures and any preoccupation with what should be or what might happen if. You're not driven by fear or doubt or any other negative thoughts or emotions that can prevent you from engaging yourself fully and without hesitation in your sport. You're able to throw yourself completely and with absolute vigor into everything you do in your sport because the only thing that could hold you back, failure, is no longer an existential threat, but rather one possible outcome that, should it occur, you can live with. The effort attitude means that you will embrace every opportunity that your sport presents to you. And At the end of a competition, season, career, or on your deathbed, you'll have no regrets because you left it all out there. From Bodie Miller, the six-time Olympic ski racing medalist, all I ever cared about was skiing as fast as humanly possible. I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and thanks for listening to Episode 8 of Train Your Mind for Athletic Success, and be on the lookout for Episode 9 in the near future.